This is an ABC podcast. Fierce. Girl power. This is the story of the girl who became a saint, Mary McKillop, read by Little Lunch and Home and Away actor Olivia Deeble. Your father's gone. Mary McKillop frowned. What do you mean he's gone? She asked. The pain in her mother's eyes said it all. Mary's dad had abandoned his family, a wife and eight kids. Don't worry, Mum, Mary said. I'll support us. Mary wasn't entirely surprised. Her dad had a history of shonky business deals and unpaid bills. He made them move house 18 times in 15 years. We'll be all right, Mary said. We are but travellers here. Mary stayed calm on the outside, but a sense of injustice brewed beneath her skin. She lived in a time when women couldn't go to university or vote. In fact, according to the law, women and children were the property of men, like animals who had to obey their masters. The rules seemed ridiculous to Mary, especially when her own dad had proven he was no leader. But there was one place where Mary found comfort. Her church. When the outside world didn't make sense, she prayed and felt peace. Mary decided if she had to answer to anyone, it wouldn't be a husband. It would be God. Attention, please. Who can tell me what you get when you subtract three pounds from seven pounds? Mary worked as a governess for the children of wealthy farmers. That meant she looked after them like a nanny, but she also taught them like a schoolteacher and she sent every penny she earned back to her mum, brothers and sisters. Money was a strange thing to Mary. It caused plenty of problems for her family, and whenever Mary met someone who had a lot of it, she was never particularly impressed. Money may have made life easier for some people, but it didn't make them any smarter or kinder or better than anyone else. Everyone was equal in Mary's eyes. When Mary noticed the other children on the farm couldn't read or write, she invited them to join her lessons. We can't pay you, their parents said. We're sorry, but we don't have enough money for school. Mary shrugged. You don't have to pay, she said. Everyone deserves an education. Mary loved teaching, but she didn't think it was fair that so many poor families in the bush couldn't afford to send their children to school. She met a priest who shared her passion for education. Together, they came up with an idea. There are nuns in France who run schools, the priest said. We could gather nuns and start our own school. Mary had always wanted to be a nun. She agreed on one condition. The schools must welcome everyone, she said, and we must never see a need without doing something about it. The sisters of St Joseph were born. Sister Mary, I have a new student for you. An official-looking man stood in the classroom door with a boy by his side. The boy didn't look like the other students. He was dressed in fancy clothes and had a neat haircut. Welcome, Mary said. Take a seat next to anyone you like. The man held the boy back. No, he said. This is the son of the governor. He is very important. He cannot sit among the lower-class children. He will need a separate desk of his own. Mary smiled and shook her head. Everyone is equal in my eyes, she said. No special treatment. 
The Sisters of St Joseph were such good teachers that within three years they'd opened 23 schools with hundreds of students. They had also opened an orphanage, a women's refuge and a shelter for the homeless. Dressed in brown veils and robes called habits, the sisters marched through the streets, begging for donations to fund their projects. Can you spare any change for the orphans? They'd ask, rattling their cups of coins. Got any money for our shelter? Care to fund our school? Their boldness also rattled some old-fashioned Catholics who weren't used to seeing nuns in public. Traditionally, senior nuns came from rich families and were waited on by servant nuns from poor families. They all lived together in fancy houses, they rarely ventured outside, and their bosses were priests. The Sisters of St Joseph were the total opposite. Anyone was welcome to join as long as they vowed to live in poverty. They shared rundown cottages, they were always out and about. And their boss was Mary MacKillop, Sister Mary of the Cross. They were not afraid to stand up to men, especially priests. And when some of the sisters heard about a priest hurting children, they reported him to his boss, the bishop, and the priest was fired. But the bishop was also angry with the sisters. He thought that they were too rebellious, especially Mary. The bishop called Mary to the front of the church. Mary had no idea what was going on, but she sensed it was serious. The bishop scowled at her. You have been disobedient, he said. By the power invested in me, I solemnly declare you, Mary MacKillop, excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Excommunication is when you're thrown out of the church, like being expelled from school. It meant that Mary was not allowed to be a nun anymore. The sisters wept from their pews. Silence, the bishop ordered, or you will be excommunicated too. The sisters were so upset that 47 of them left too. They loved her and they were outraged. Yet Mary stayed calm. She knew she had not done anything wrong. She had faith that justice would prevail. And she was right. The bishop was sick, very sick. He was about to die when he had a change of heart. The excommunication is reversed, he announced. The sisters of St Joseph and Mary MacKillop are welcomed back to the church. Mary never felt vengeful, but she knew what she had to do to make sure nothing like that ever happened again. I will bypass every priest and bishop in Australia, she thought. I must go straight to the top. Mary MacKillop travelled to Rome to meet with the biggest boss of all in the Catholic Church, the Pope. But she went in disguise because she didn't want to attract any unwanted attention. She ditched her nun's habit and wore a simple dress. When she arrived at the Pope's headquarters, Mary sneakily pretended she was a widow who needed his sympathy. Holy Father, she said, I am really Sister Mary of the Cross from Australia. The Pope was impressed. He had heard all about her. You are the excommunicated one, he said. You have come a very long way. Mary bowed before him. Holy Father, she said. I want to be in charge of the Sisters of St. Joseph Order, and I will only answer to you and to God, no priests or bishops. The Pope liked Mary. He agreed to let her lead the Sisters on her own. But even though the Pope had put Mary in charge, the priests back home couldn't accept that she was the boss. 
They kept trying to meddle in the Sisters of St. Joseph's work, especially their schools. They'd say, why don't you charge money for your schools? These schools could be much more fancy. But the Sisters resisted. Mary stood strong. Everyone is equal in my eyes, she said. By then, the Sisters were teaching more than 10,000 poor kids across the country. Their power was growing and they were determined to keep education fair for all. Mary rode around on horseback, visiting every sister and student she could, repeating their motto. Remember, we must never see a need without doing something about it. She rode and she rode, until she had to replace her horse rides with train trips. And she travelled and she travelled until her body gave way and she was confined to a wheelchair. And even when Mary knew she only had a few days left to live, she wrote down her final directions for the sisters. Whatever troubles may be before you, accept them cheerfully. Do not be afraid. Love one another, bear with one another, and let charity guide you in all your life. If our intention is pure and we have charity in our hearts, we need never fear. 101 years after her death, Mary MacKillop was declared Australia's first saint, the highest honour the Catholic Church can give to anyone. Though Mary would probably be uncomfortable with all the fuss, because in her eyes, everyone is equal. How fierce, selfless and awesome was Mary MacKillop? What a strong woman that we can all look up to. She's definitely a fierce girl. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fierce Girls. My name's Olivia Diebel. I'm an actor and a fierce girl too. You might have seen me as Tamara Noodle on ABC's Little Lunch, who was definitely a fierce girl, Raffi from Home and Away, who's pretty fierce, and I'm playing a Disney princess called Roxana soon, who's also a fierce girl. If you thought that Mary was fierce, what about the Australian woman who became the best opera singer in the world and demanded she was paid what she was worth? Nellie Melba wanted to be an opera singer, but her family wouldn't have it. Ladies were supposed to be restrained, not fabulous and fanciful. But Nellie was loud and proud, and as soon as she was able, she sailed to Europe to sing on the world's grandest stages. Her debut performance captivated the crowd. They screamed, encore! By the next morning, Nellie was famous. She sang for princes and paupers across the globe. She was mobbed in the streets, showered in flowers and earned millions of dollars all on her own, while other women were expected to be housewives and maids. But riches came second to Nellie's joy on stage. It is applause that I live for, she said. Nellie sang and sang until she could sing no more. She had so many goodbye concerts, the Australians started saying more farewells than Melba to describe someone who would never give up. And that was Nellie Melba, a dame and a diva who never gave up. To hear more awesome episodes of Fierce Girls for free, go to the ABC Listen app or other podcast apps on your mobile device. Remember, it's cool to be fierce and we can be Fierce Girls together. Roll the credits. Fierce Girls is produced by a bunch of super fierce women and one snazzy guy. 
It's produced by Alex Lolbach, with special thanks to Carla Arnold. The executive producers are Justine Kelly and Monique Bowley. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. David LeMay is the amazing audio engineer who puts in the cool sound effects like this one. Kelly Reardon is the boss who lets us make Fierce podcasts. Fierce Girls is a production of ABC Audio Studios. And if you need more fierceness in your life, have a listen to the other Fierce Girls stories we've made just for you. You can hear them for free on ABC Listen, other podcast apps, or on your smart speaker. Hey, speaker, play Fierce Girls. Sure, here's the latest episode of Fierce Girls. Or head to the Fierce Girls website, where you'll also find colouring-in sheets and posters of your favourite Fierce Girls. Fierce Girls.